0: Hey everybody, it's Brian. The work hours for a professional working in athletics can fluctuate. That is why the University of Cincinnati Online designed a Master of Sports Administration program that is both flexible and 100% online. Connect and build relationships with other students, alumni working in athletics, and their experienced staff. The best part? You can graduate in as little as one year. If you're unsure about going back to school, UC Online has a team of student success coordinators ready to guide you from start to graduation. Reach out and learn more about UC Online today by visiting online.uc.edu and searching for the Master in Sports Administration program. You may be following these same patterns of what you've always done. I look at my notifications, look at my newsfeed, I read a couple stories and I move on. You're missing out on some things that are really valuable there. So I'm going to focus in on seven tips to use LinkedIn as productively as possible. LinkedIn might not like that I'm sharing this, but that's why I'm whispering, so they don't hear us. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. It's been a pretty bang up week, the last couple weeks actually. Uh, I got to interview multiple members of the Hashtag Sports Creators of Color cohort. And I did that in the spring and it was awesome. And this is their second cohort, and it was an amazing experience. We were part of their media day. We are a sponsor of that program. Our friends at Hashtag Sports are awesome. We work in conjunction with them a lot. And this is one of those programs that I absolutely adore. I love it. Uh, I believe there are 33 members of this cohort and that are being highlighted and focused on and brought attention to. And we're a big part of that. Uh, If you remember... In the spring, we ran an episode that was a com- combination of a lot of different perspectives from a lot of different guests. And then there was at least six or seven interviews we did after that with game-changing men and women in the creative world of sports like Camille Buxeta, Laura Estefan, Tamara Brown, uh, some really great episodes in the spring. So we're doing that all over again. Uh, I did the interviews last week. Really amazing cohort. So fun things, fun things coming on on that front there. Uh, Additionally, in the last, I don't know, two weeks, I've spoken in about 25 different college campuses. There's a big part of each semester where I go in and I talk at a lot of different college campuses, try to set the students up for success, give them a good game plan. And those are schools that are aligned with our uh, sports career game plan program. So we have a online program that is made for career development that is made to help young people trying to get into our industry learn all of the right skills to really be refined for the sports industry and ready to hit the ground running and we were in 100 colleges and universities this year which is a new record for us which is awesome but i try to get into all these different classrooms and and share as much as i can so today's question actually comes from a little bit of that conversation they they sounded like they were a little shy about this in their in their email so i'm not going to give their name But here's the email. Hey Brian, you came to my college classroom last week and shared some really dope info. Seriously, this email said dope info. I did not add that. I am not saying that. I kid you not, do not laugh at me for using that phrase. Okay. You spoke about LinkedIn a lot as a networking tool and that makes sense. I really want to start using LinkedIn and being more social media productive rather than being on the more fun platforms. I think it's funny the way they put that. Are there other cool ways to use LinkedIn? Cool may be a stretch, right? Uh, Kind of like using the phrase dope info in regards to, you know, yours truly. My kids, I will tell you, when you said this, and you know who you are, who emailed me. When you said this, I did immediately take it to my kids and say, look, this person thinks I share dope info. And they... Laughed out loud. But nonetheless, now that that self-deprecation out of the way, even though that is completely honest, I do think there are some cool things that happen on LinkedIn, some cool features and tools that can make your life easier and better and really connect you to this concept of networking through social media channels rather than just face-to-face events. So there are a lot of tools available on LinkedIn. I'm not going to focus on all of them. It doesn't really help you if I'm talking about the fact that LinkedIn has account-based marketing features. Like, why do you care? So I'm going to focus in on seven or eight tools that I think can benefit you in your productivity, in your job search, in your communication and networking and building your personal brand. So all of these things I'm gonna share, maybe things you're not aware of, but can help you use that tool as productively as possible. I'll be completely honest. I tend to be a creature of habit, so whether it's Twitter or whether it's uh, you know LinkedIn or whether it's even just surfing the web, I have a handful of sites that I go to on a rotation. Like I'll go to. ESPN, CNN, New England Sports Network, NBC Sports Boston. I'm a Boston guy, right? So I'm looking at my sports information and then maybe a couple of other sites and then I'm like, okay, I'm done with the internet for the day. You know, like you get into kind of these routines. And if you're doing that on a tool like LinkedIn, you may be following these same patterns of what you've always done. I look at my notifications, I look at my newsfeed, I read a couple of stories and I move on. You're missing out on some things that are really valuable there. So the first one, you can use, Boolean search terms. I always say that wrong, word wrong. You know what I'm saying? B-O-O-L-E-A-N. And I know it's Boolean or boolean Boo, Anyway, it doesn't matter. I know what it is, and that's what matters the most. What this means, you can use this when you're searching for people. So let's say you've identified that you want to work in, you want to be a sports reporter. You can use search terms to start to discover these people rather than just having their name and looking for them, like rather than saying Rich Eisen, oh, okay, I'll try to connect with him. Like that might not work so well, but you can use Boolean search methodologies to narrow this field in LinkedIn. If you go up to the search box in LinkedIn and you put quotes, sports reporter, quotes around sports reporter, that makes it possible to search for profiles that contain that exact phrase. So any profiles that have the phrase sports reporter in them will come up. Now, if you want to add an extra layer to it, you're again doing quotations around sports reporter, and then you do or quotes sports journalist. Now you're going to get people who have either one of those terms in their profiles, right? So you can broaden it a little bit, but still keep it focused in, I want these results. You can go even further and you can say sports reporter in quotes again, and all capitals quotes Boston. So now you're going to get all sports reporters in Boston that have both those things on their their profile. You can add negative modifiers too. So you could do quotes sports reporter, not N-O-T all capitals, quotes, ESPN. So now you're going to get sports reporters that don't work at ESPN or have ESPN on their profile. Or you can even go crazy advanced and even go a little bit further and you can combine a bunch of different modifiers. So get get a complex search, get this one. Now you're going to do quotes around the entire thing, but you can do parentheses, NFL or MLB or NHL, and parentheses, and reporter. End quotes. Now you're going to get reporters that work in any of those three leagues: NFL, MLB, NHL. They've put that on their their uh, their profile. So I'm going to put all these modifiers that I just said in are the the show notes for this episode on our site, on workinsports.com. This is something you can use very effectively to start to target people that you want to network in with. Start to say like, okay, I want to be a sports reporter. Let me find sports reporters that work in New Jersey and start there reaching out and get all these names. And you get this list of people. What if you said, I want to be a sports reporter and I want to work at ESPN? Now you find all those people that work at ESPN as sports reporters or starting out in different areas at ESPN, and you can go through their profiles and look at where did they get started? What did they study? What did they learn? What were their steps to get to this point? There's so many ways you can start to carve up knowledge through a platform like like LinkedIn, but only if you start by targeting the right people. So it's a good networking tool to use it that way. It can also just be a really cool researching tool to find out and discover how people got to this point of their career. So many powerful ways to start searching for people on LinkedIn, other than just finding their name or finding their company. You can do it in this fashion. So use those search terms. Number two, my items. You may not realize this, but let's say you're sitting in a, you know, you're sitting in your car, you're waiting to pick somebody up, you're flipping through, you're reading a little bit, you're on your phone, you're doing something interesting, or you see something that you want to follow up with later. I do this constantly. And i you know, go off to do something else and I totally forget about it. You can, on the three dots on any post, you click on the three dots and it opens up the option to save a post. Or you can do this with a job or you can do this with an article or all those kind of things. You save them and now they're attached to your profile. So if you go to your profile now, you'll have a category that says my items. Now, I do this a lot. I'll be flipping through. I'm with my kids. I'm at a doctor's appointment or something like that, and I'm flipping through looking at LinkedIn. I'll see something published by a friend. I'll see something published by Sports Business Journal. I'll see something published out there that looks interesting to me. Maybe I don't have time to read the full article, though. I will save that bad boy for later and come back to it, or I'll send it to myself uh, via email. I'll share it with myself. And that just reminds me that these things exist and can make that clear. Sometimes you're searching on, you know, uh, you're looking on LinkedIn or you're looking on a site like ours too. You find a job that interests you and you're like, I don't want to apply for that right now and upload my resume and try to do this on my phone while I'm in the waiting room. Save it for later. Come back to it once you have a little bit more time. It's a really simple but powerful tool if you use it the right way. Number three, you've seen this a lot, right? This open to work toggle where you can add that banner around your picture, right? So it says your hashtag open to work. That's not the tip. Okay. That's a pretty cool thing. I do like that. It's super simple. You go into your profile and you have the option when you edit your profile, it will say, are you open to work? Are you hiring or whatever? I know a lot of people that never investigate that though, because they think to themselves, well, I don't want the whole world to know that I'm looking. I don't want my work. I don't want my friends. I don't want other people to know that I'm in the job market. So I don't even, I don't even mess with that. Ding, ding, ding. Here's the tip. When you actually go into that option, you can add it, but then also exclude audience members, not manually like one by one. You can say only display this to people that label themselves as a recruiter. So then recruiters, when they're looking, will see that you're open to work, but your coworkers, your friends, other people you may have worked with in the past, people in your network, they don't see it. So the tip is you can promote the fact that you're interested and open to work without letting the whole world know if you're not ready for that. And that makes that tool a lot more powerful to me because I know, for example, I'm not looking for work. Everybody listening, no, very happy in my job, very happy. But if I were, I never would have considered that tool because I don't like to just blast it out there to everybody that feels impersonal to me. But if I could have just made it available to recruiters, Okay, maybe that becomes more valuable to me. All right, next one. LinkedIn articles or publishing. You know when you go to post something on LinkedIn, you can share a video, you can link to an article, you I mean, you can link to an article, you can share something. Well, you can also write your own articles. And this is really important because a lot of you out there are looking for ways to build your brand, but you may not have your own blog or website. Well, do it through the LinkedIn platform. You can write an article on LinkedIn. You can at mention people. You can add hashtags. You can add imagery and formatting. You can make it look really good. And here's the cool thing. It's discoverable through SEO, through Google searches and things. So if you publish on LinkedIn, it's not only displayed in that network, it'll be out on Google and be indexed in that format so you can start to build your brand this way and connect your message now you take that article and you put it in your featured items on your profile so now somebody comes to your profile page they're looking at you you want to do an informational interview or you're applying for a job and they're checking you out they can see some of your work product right there too So publishing that way and then also making sure it's connected to your your featured items on your profile page can be a really powerful way to start building your personal brand. We talk about it all the time. You have to have moments out there where people are seeing you, but you want to display your best work. So this is a really good way to utilize the platform to publish articles. Super, super simple thing. Number five, name pronunciation. Now, this is really beneficial to people with complex names. Mine, not too complex, but I still get cry and blap sometimes. And, you know, that would be it's always awkward. Actually, I got that like in elementary school and it still kind of stings a little bit. I'm getting off topic. As you know, I have a tendency to do that. Okay. Name pronunciation. Let's say your name is a little bit complex. Let's say it's you get a lot of people messing it up. Let's say you want to remove some of that friction or some of that awkwardness and some of that anxiety that comes out of it and make it really clear only on your phone, not on your desktop, but you can go on your phone And you can add your name pronunciation. It's you recording it. So it's not like a computerized voice saying, cry and blap. You know, it's actually you recording how your name should be pronounced. So you're in the mobile app. You click on your profile. You click the edit graphic on the right-hand side where you edit your name, your headline, et cetera. And you get a screen that lets you change some of the information in there. And one of of the things you can change says add name pronunciation. Click on that. It'll let you record how your name is said. And then on your profile, there'll be the little microphone, not the microphone, megaphone looking uh, icon next to your name that somebody can click on and hear how your name is pronounced. I will tell you, as someone who's trying to book podcast guests all the time, I use that feature a ton because I am often booking guests through LinkedIn and rather than asking them, Hey, can you pronounce your name for me? I've already listened to it on LinkedIn from their voice. And it makes that whole interaction seem more comfortable. So if you have a name, that's a little bit tricky to pronounce, do this because it'll make interviewers and recruiters and everybody who may contact you feel just a little bit more comfortable and you want comfort in these uh, situations. Number six, viewing profiles in private mode. Okay. So I know I said that I was going to talk a lot about private mode, so I'm not going to really talk about it too much here, but I want to give it a use case. Let's say you're trying to do some of this research into people. Let's say you're trying to view a little bit more of their background. Where did they go to school? What, what's what, Where did they work before whatever? But you don't feel like you're ready to kind of come up in their visibility yet. You don't want to connect with them and you don't necessarily want them to know that you were looking. This happens sometimes. Sometimes people are a little shy and they're like, I haven't even finished my profile yet. I don't feel good about it. I don't want somebody to know that I was looking at their profile because that's one of the other magics of LinkedIn. I can go in and see everybody who's looked at my profile. And let's see, I'm curious now. In the last 90 days, 444 people have looked at my profile. The most recent one is Dante Leone, who's a sophomore at Merrimack College. Hey, Dante, You viewed it two hours ago. Anyway, my point is I can see all that. If you are not wanting to be discovered for one reason or another, and you're just not ready for that yet, you can view other people's pri- profiles in private modes. So you, you hide your visit to the profile. You, to do this, it's pretty simple. You go to your settings and privacy page. So on your profile, you do the dropdown, settings and privacy. There's a visibility tab. Clock, click on that. Click on profile viewing options, and then select private mode. Now, that, uh, that makes it so that when you view profiles, you are seen as anonymous LinkedIn member. Scanning through right now, of the first 30 people that I see on this list, there's been four who says, it says someone at Seattle Academy or anonymous LinkedIn member or someone at Syracuse University. Hey, Syracuse. I spoke at Syracuse earlier this week. They're awesome. So my point is, if you're not ready to be discovered yet, you can make it so they're not going to know that. And on the flip side, if you'd like to know who's been looking at your profile, you can do that too. Okay. Number seven, sending messages without connecting. Okay. So if you have a free LinkedIn account, which like 99% of people do, I'm guessing, you can only send messages to people you are already connected with right? Makes sense. Like, I don't want to get a whole bunch of random connection, uh, random messages from people. So you'll have to connect with them in order to send a message and have a conversation and start to build anything there in your relationship. Now I would still advocate, well, get your profile in order, be ready to connect with this person, add a note, make sure that you use the note well to explain your why, make a good connection and start to message people. But if you're not necessarily, if you don't necessarily want to connect with somebody yet, Maybe it's a, a prospective candidate that you're just trying to look at or, or want to have some sort of a conversation with. Maybe it's you know, somebody you're trying to network with or whatever that you want to reach out to, but you're not quite ready to connect with or you have a question or whatever, okay? There is a workaround. LinkedIn might not like that I'm sharing this, but that's why I'm whispering so they don't hear it. So one workaround is you join a group that this person is also in. So you can look on their profile, and you can see what groups that they are members of. If you join the same group, now when you're on that group page, there is an option to see all members of this group. From there, next to the results of that, so it says see all members and you see everybody's name. Next to their name, there's a button that says message. You can message them from the group essentially. Because you are in the same group, LinkedIn says these people may want to talk to one another. So you don't have to be connected. You can still message and connect with somebody and talk to somebody in that format. You can still engage with them in that way. Now, don't abuse this because in my instance, if you in my thought process, if you want to really start to build a relationship with somebody in this way, if you want to build a network or whatever, like go about it the right way. Just be straighten up and up with it and build a, build a relationship, at a, a good note like I was talking about earlier make that connection, start building that relationship. But if you feel for some reason or another, you're not ready to do that, or uh, you had a question, you heard them on the Work in Sports podcast, and you had a question, and you tried to connect with them, and they didn't connect with you yet. Maybe they're not checking LinkedIn that often. You can still try to join a group that they're a part of, message them that way, and then maybe your message gets through. So there's a lot of ways you can use this, but that's just a little hack, a little workaround to try to get you talking to people and engaging with them, even if you're not connected with them. So those are seven seven? Did I do seven? Seven. Seven tips to use LinkedIn as productively as possible in your use case, which is trying to get jobs, trying to build your network, trying to build your influence. So that will really super help you. So thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Share this with people. Talk about how great and dope my info is. (laughs) I see I just sound so stupid, (laughs) but it does make me laugh. So anyway. Thank you for an awesome question. Thank you for all the schools that have welcomed me into their classroom like Syracuse and Grand Canyon and a bunch of others over the last couple of weeks. Um, Always a thrill. Northern Illinois, always a thrill to be in those classrooms uh, and to be hosting this show for all of you. So thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. I'll see you then.